And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show, right here on Active FM, radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs. And with me in studio, we've got... Gavin Insulin. Pastor Gavin Insulin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight. And like I said, you're listening to The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Did you guys have a good Human Rights Day? Since we celebrated Human Rights Day on Monday. Yeah, actually, we went out to this restaurant called Rockets or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was at a burger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty decent uh, burger. Yeah. <laughs> Cost about, like, I don't know, a million rand mm. for that sure. burger. But yes, it tasted nice. Okay. Okay. Black Knight. Um, I went out to the movies. Um, yeah, it was nice. Mm. Um, ah, but did you watch a Kasha movie? No. Well, you know the movies these days? Coming, coming. So how could you have had a good day? So you went and watched Evil on the screen. No, <laughs> obviously we I had we had to look away when they were showing inappropriate things, but it was not that. Who's much. we? Me and my friends. Your friends? Yes. As in your girlfriend? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious me! Have we taught you nothing in church? Not on air, Pastor. <laughs> My friends. <laughs> sure, okay. We also, we celebrated our human rights by going to the movies as well. What, what movie we did watched you watch? A good, we watched, a, we watched uh, The Marksman that has Liam Neeson in it. Uh, he's, it's probably good. It yeah. was a good... Probably a couple of swear words. I don't even remember if they were... It, they didn't even show... It wasn't even violent. Well, they, they have violence as one of the thingies, but then uh, th- when, they were sh- when they shot people, they didn't even show that scene. So we so just, just heard, heard the, like a bullet. Yeah, we heard the gunshots or we'd see a flare, but it wasn't. No, the, I like his movies. Yeah. It was, but it what was movie it. did you guys see? Um, Coming to America 2. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need to go and get saved again. He watched comedy, <laughs> we watched action. Yeah, but Coming to America. Everyone complained about that movie, though. Yeah, yeah that, no, it that, wasn't nice. That, I didn't enjoy that it. That thing's going to be filthy. I didn't enjoy it. I tell you... Um, yeah. yeah, if I'm sorry, um, I, I'm probably bad mouthing the movie. Sorry, Eddie Murphy, but it wasn't nice. That's no, the no, movie show yeah, this is the movie show coming to the political show. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We'll determine that for us. Anyway, we are speaking about do Black Lives Matter, and yes. we are more focusing in South Africa since we are South Africans. Uh, do Black Lives Matter? Do you want to explain that? Yeah, well, basically, um, obviously, Human Rights Day in South Africa is actually March the 21st. Monday was a public holiday because if the Sunday is a public holiday, then we get the Monday off. Yeah, that's one good thing that ANC did. <laughs> we, nev- we, on a, we used to lose a public holiday on a Sunday, yeah. mm. and then they said, "No, if it's on a Sunday, you get the Monday." So thank you, ANC, for mm. that. I thank you. <laughs> it was so awesome. But the thing is about um, Human Rights Day; um, it's actually related to Sharpeville. Mm. So 21st of March, 1960 something. Okay. 
okay. where, um, you know, there was a group of black protesters in a township near Janesburg called Sopville. Mm-hmm. And uh, a policeman actually panicked and started shooting. And the next thing, there was a massacre. So they didn't intend to shoot the guys, but they did shoot the guys. And obviously, it was a disaster. You know, that used to be known as Sharpville Day. And, uh, um, you know, so it, obviously, we focus on human rights and all of that kind of stuff. So Tuli Maroncela, who used to be the national public protector, so she gave a lecture about uh, human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, at one of the universities, and so we're going to be discussing that. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're asking the question: Do black lives matter? And you know, I actually enjoy this—I don't know—to call it a panel because, like, we, we like it's different. You know, it's we have a white person, a black person, a South African black person, right? and the a foreigner. A you foreigner. Know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, like even like as black people. We, we wouldn't have like the same, same problems yes, or, or thoughts problems. about white people. So this is actually a cool yes, setup. So for in other this. words, for me, you need the Minister of Expropriation without compensation. Yeah. So they want to expropriate property without compensation to take all the farms away from the whites and give them to blacks. That's what they say. For you, we need the Minister of Home Affairs. <laughs> and for Cynthia, we need the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> so we need three cabinet ministers for, for, for this meeting. <laughs> that is basically it. This is the political show on Active Family Radio has never been better. And Christ Politics is? Hot Politics. Hot Politics. Here's a song by Reactive called Warzone. Oh, 
Hot presenters. Ha, this is Gavin Ensign. The best topics. How do you turn your house from being just a normal home to a five-star hotel? The hottest music. You love me the most entertaining presenters. You are on the movie show. And in your left corner you have Ryan. And in your right corner you have Dad. Everything you could ever want in radio. Radio has never been better. speaking do black lives matter and we focusing on the whole lecture that Tuli Mandonsela basically did at the Stellenbosch University and as much as I have my opinions about this uh, specific um, lecture that she did Stellenbosch University is known as one of those where she can get away with this and things like that so we're going to basically be discussing it and, and, and stuff. So she basically started off her, one of the main points that she did in the beginning was that young people in South Africa, that's what she said, don't believe that democracy works for them. And the points were that they don't believe that democracy works for them because democracy is ignoring the racial inequalities that were created by apartheid. Now, do you agree with that? You know, that, that's one of the favorite narratives and you hear it in America, and obviously a lot of people are going to say that, um, you know, I'm just speaking for my tribe, if I can use that term, mm-hmm. when I say this. The thing about the, the inequality, uh, one, one of the stats that I saw recently uh, is that in the Indian community in South Africa, that's people of Indian descent, mm-hmm. 86% of them grow up with fathers in the home, so they have a mother and a father. Mm-hmm. Whites, 81% grow up with fathers in the home. Uh, the coloreds was about 53 or 56%. So the mm. coloreds are those of mixed race. Mm. In, in America, they'd probably be called black, but yeah, they're called coloreds. So, so it's, they're not considered black yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was about 53%. And then the blacks was something like 13%. That mm. was a very, very low percentage of black children, black South African children that grow up with fathers in the home. Mm. Now, I've seen other studies in numerous countries around the world that have shown that if children grow up without a father, the chances that they're going to live the rest of their lives in poverty is exponentially higher. The chances the daughters are going to be promiscuous is exponentially higher. The chances that the daughter is going to fall pregnant out of wedlock is exponentially higher. And we also know that if a girl falls pregnant out of wedlock and has a baby out of wedlock, the chances that she's going to live out the rest of her days in poverty are exponentially higher. Mm-hmm. These are factors that are never spoken about. Yeah. Apartheid played a role, yeah, first mm-hmm. and foremost in terms of the destruction of the black families through the migrant worker mm-hmm. thing where, where they would send blacks to, uh, to what they called homelands, um, far away from the cities, and then the, the, the men would come to the cities to work in the mines, yeah. be away from their, their wives, go home like Easter and Christmas, and obviously they'd find girls here in the city. Yeah. And um, so basically the family structure was ripped apart by that. So from that perspective, apartheid definitely had a huge bearing on that. Mm. But since the ANC has come to power, they've made it worse. Every policy that they've implemented has been for the destruction of marriage. Mm. Every policy. And we, we, you know, we could go down through all the laws from the, the, the change of the Marriage Act, which was in about 1996, soon after they came into power, mm. and all sorts of things like that. And so when you look at all of these circumstances, the destruction of black families has, I believe, it's been proved in many studies 
contributed massively mm. to poverty amongst black people. Mm. And um, f- further than that, there's also been this thing in South Africa with the ANC called CADA deployment. So CADA is because the, the ANC are communists. Mm. And so you deploy your CADAs, that's your soldiers, mm. in uh, positions of power across the economy to take over the economy and to centralize it. And um, they're using all of these arguments to say, right, we need to, we need to scrap all of the stuff. But if you actually go and look at what's behind their policies, and I believe from, from this lecture that Tuli Maroncella, and I used to respect her, I, you know, I've, I've lost a lot of respect you know, after that lecture. But um, what's behind ANC policy, and it's behind EFF, Economic Freedom Fighters of Julius Malema's policy, What's behind the policy of the South African Communist Party, what's behind the policy of the trade unions, is a thing called the National Democratic Revolution. Mm -hmm. And what that advocates for is the total destruction of the South African economy and then to rebuild it again as a socialist economy. And in that document was, was, you know, from the early 60s, in that document it actually says people will not accept pure socialism unless you destroy the economy and you you, you get them where they start having to live off a basic income grant. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why the ANC's push grants, you know, and all of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff is to get people dependent on the state because that's when they'll, that's when they'll accept socialism in order, in order to survive. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the spirit behind her lecture is actually the National Democratic Revolution, the NDR, yeah. um, which the ANC commits to every five years. She's full on in the ANC, Tuli Marantella. And so when she says that, she's actually talking about bringing in a socialist economy. Mm-hmm. So Rama pauses for that. Jacob Zuma's for that. All these guys that are fighting in the ANC, they're all for the same thing. Mm. They're all for cater deployment. They're all for leveling the economy and then saying rebuild it. And that's what your Stalins and all of that did in this old Soviet Union. They wrecked the economy. Millions upon millions of people starved to death. Mm. And then they rebuilt the socialist state. And um, America obviously was capitalist and they couldn't compete. And that's in the end why America was able to to nullify them economically when Ronald Reagan came into power in the 1980s. They talk about it in the guise of human rights. I don't think they're being intellectually honest because they're not, they're not, they're not telling what their true motive is behind saying we need to dismantle all of this stuff. Yeah. Because if you look, they've dismantled ESCOM. They've dismantled so much yeah. you know, in this country. There's not much left to dismantle it. Yeah. And she carried on speaking about the fact that democracy is ignoring the gender disparities that were created by patriarchy. That's one of the things that is, I mean... As much as, yes, us women work and we have jobs and in a lot of homes, women are the breadwinners and things like that. But to say that uh, patriarchy is actually a gender disparity and it's being ignored by democracy, I don't, personally for me, I'm going to ask Black Knight because the guy also and you can also answer it, but I personally don't think that that is a problem. If in your home the men are the head, which is how a family is supposed to to run and things like that. I'm fine with that. And if our country is actually then, if our country pushes that, then I'm happy with that as well. But what are your thoughts, Black Knight, when they're saying that democracy is ignoring the gender disparity, meaning that there's an inequality that's happening between male and female when we bring in the whole patriarchy thing? It was mentioned by Pastor Kevin that they're not being in intellectually truthful with whatever they bring on the table. Because if we really come into like terms with, with especially gender, boy and a girl will never be the same. Mm-hmm. They will never be equal. You know what I mean? It's the same impossible thing that we're trying to do with this 
equality, racial equality, whatever the case is. Um, it's the same. It's like boy and a girl trying to make them equal. Mm. That won't work. You're gonna, you're always gonna have problems. You know what I mean? Um, one thing, one thing I've actually seen. Um, the problem is that the politicians are actually promising us um, to. So l- let me say this is a scenario. We have a car. The car is destined to crash. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So the car, it's gonna crash no matter what the case is. So instead of saving the people, you know what I mean. So mo- making sure that wherever the car is gonna crash at, there's no one there. You know what I mean. Valuable things are not there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So that would be the wise thing to do: move the people, move things that you know what i mean that are valuable because the car is going to crash there's nothing we can do it doesn't have a steering wheel it doesn't have um your brakes and whatnot and it's going full speed you know what i mean so what the politicians are telling us is that no we're going to stop the car what they're saying is something that's impossible mm-hmm. it's going to crash you know what i mean so they're promising us what's impossible they're promising us equality which we humans i don't think humans are ever going to be equal forget it we can even scrap gender and just put human and human with our evil hearts i don't believe in fact i know we mm. we're never going to be equal yeah yeah so yeah they that's what they trying to do yeah they've actually they've actually twisted um ideals that started out as good day mm. you know the idea was that uh everyone is equal before the law yeah so that's actually the ideal and then you say equality mm. all right mm. and now, when they talk equality, then they attach a whole lot of things to equality that's got nothing to do with equality. Yeah. Um, what happens, first of all, if a woman has a husband? What happens to her chances of being raped? They go down yeah. infinitely. Yeah. What happens if a girl has a father? What are her chances of being raped? They go down, they go down infinitely. Yeah. What happens if a girl has a father and two or three big brothers? Yeah. The chances of her being raped go down infinitely. Yeah. Okay, now, there's certain things that men bring to a society which the likes of Tuli Maroncela don't want to acknowledge. Mm. Strength, protection, mm. power. I know, we must have equality in the army now. So in the infantry there, you've got these chicks that are now running around. And they must now go and shoot people and kill people and this, that, the next thing. All right, and, and the only place that women fight as well as men is, in, is on the movies. Yeah, <laughs> true. That is true. I mean, why did we always used to love when girls were fighting at school? Well, you saw it, but not that often. But mm. when it when it fought, there was a lot of nails, screaming, mm. scratching, <laughs> but very little damage. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually ah. true. Yes. Sure. Okay, if guys were fighting, you could have a guy but with a broken yeah, jaw, yeah. eyes split open, eyes. You know, it, it was serious. Mm. I mean, someone could die. Tables. But sure. I've never seen I've never seen if girls start fighting. You know, unless she takes out a gun or a knife or something. But mm. you know, but I mean, I've seen guys, and and I mean. When guys start hitting, someone could die. Mm. You know, one of punches, the oak falls and hits his head on a rock. Next thing is brain damage or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so sure. that's just how it is. And, I mean, now I'm seeing, I also saw something where they're trying to make men equal. So if two gay men are together, they're now trying to grow embryos inside one of the guys with DNA and stuff from both guys so that these two gay men can have a child together. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm thinking... Can we just stop? <laughs> well, no, no, but the thing is, it's a fact. Yeah. If a man had to go through what a woman goes through in labor... You would die. It's a fact. Okay, now I mean we can come and argue with that until the cows come home. Sure. But the fact of the matter is a man can't Mm. go through labor. Yeah. He doesn't have the power. And if you take, you know, the 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 men and the women's anatomy, Mm. 
Mm. Men not generally out to women in every discipline except stomach exercises like sit-ups and things. Sure. The women will often beat the men. Sure. Because obviously with all the muscles with the birth yeah. and all of that kind of stuff, carrying babies, so there's a concentration of muscles there that women have that men don't have. Sure, that's very interesting. Yeah, so, so the thing is, um, that is, a, that is an absolutely rubbish concept. Yeah. I mean, why would we want to be equal? Mm. The reason two, a man and a woman are attracted is because they're different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they even have that term, opposite attract. Opposites attract, yes. Yes, and, but now, earlier you mentioned the whole thing of the fact that um, they, they've basically cancelled everything that was created during apartheid, including ESCOM. But in one of the statements that she mentioned at the lecture, she says, we are not concretely committing ourselves to disrupt what was created by apartheid. She carried on, she, she said, I do think we are trying, so she does think, uh, that we are trying to build a society where the legacy of colonialism, apartheid, patriarchy and heterosexualism, I'm going to emphasize on that word, uh, classism and xenophobia and many other injustices, also emphasize on that word, of the past get addressed. Yes, so in other words, a man and a woman coming together, getting married and having children and raising those children is now oppression. Mm. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, this lady... Is not thinking. She's not mm -hmm. fine. No, she's, she's and not. And the fact that she says of the past. Yes. Mm. I mean, so heterosexualism is oppression. Mm. So, in other words, what she's saying is homosexuality, where two people, you know, sure. that are of the same sex sleeping together, that now trumps heterosexualism. Mm. Um, to me, that the fact that that gets said in a prestigious university is an utter disgrace. Mm. Mm. It, it's totally disgraceful. I would even say she should be ashamed of herself for actually saying that. Yeah. So now every person in South Africa exists and has life because of heterosexualism. Yeah. So now that's an oppression. The very thing that gave us life is now oppression. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, why you must go to university and study for however many years to end up saying something that's so yeah. dumb. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny to yeah, you. Yeah, no. Only people that go to university can say stuff that's that dumb. Yeah. And, and this is one of the things that bothers me, is when I hear people like her talk, it's those blacks that are super rich, that are way more wealthy than mm. me, that are way more wealthy than almost every single white South African. Mm. Because the, the number of white South Africans that have got a lot of money is very small. Mm. It's a very small number, you know, you know maybe a thousand. Maybe there's a thousand white families in the whole country, mm. you know. Maybe 10,000, 20,000 whites mm. out of a population of like close to 5 million whites is wealthy. Uh, Tuli Maroncela is probably, you know, if you take those, say, 20,000 people or whatever, she's probably richer than, than probably 15,000 of them. Mm. Um, she's one of the wealthiest people in South Africa herself. And so now you have all these intellectuals, all these academics, and all of these black people that have made it. You know, the black diamonds? Mm. They now come and they talk rubbish. I've, I mean, Sarah Ramaphosa loves to talk stuff like this as well. Mm. And, I mean, in terms of South Africans living in South Africa, the last stat I saw, he was the eighth richest South African. Mm. Uh, Patrice Motipe is the third richest South African living in South Africa. Now, if you take all South Africans, because many of the top richest South Africans don't even live here, mm. okay, then Soros down closer to 20, and Patrice Motipe is something like fifth. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is of the people living in South Africa, all right, he's one of the, 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 the top ten. And so... 
these people are the ones saying it, but when I go into the squatter camps or things like that, I, I don't hear people talking like this. Yeah. It's those that have, have been through this intellectual whatever. They now say this stuff. And then, th- then and, so, and, and, and what does it help the girl that's being abused because she doesn't have a father? Yeah. The mother's got a boyfriend, he abuses her. Yeah. What does it help the mother's got a girlfriend, so the girlfriend abuses the, the, the daughter? Because that happens too. Yeah. Okay. What does it help with the kids that are in orphanages? Um, and, the, and the kids that don't have that family structure to grow up in. What does it help when that 16-year-old boy comes along, okay, and the mother can't handle him anymore because he's stronger than her? Yeah. And there's no father in the house to sort that guy out. Yeah. Um, you know, there were times when my mother, when I was 16, I was like taller than my mother. <laughs> she couldn't handle me. Mm-hmm. But then my father would come in, I'd be scared. Yeah. And th- that, that's how it works with boys. That's just how it is. That doesn't help to complain. That, that's how boys are. Yeah. All right? And so um, at the end of the day, to say all of this stuff and to say that heterosexualism, amongst the other things, I mean, I don't even give you the other stuff, but that one, that heterosexualism, and even the patriarchy, all right? So we've got a patriarchy and a matriarchy. Both should be respected equally, yeah. but they're both different. Yeah. There's no respect for the patriarchy. No one ever talks down the matriarchy. Mm. So she's actually smashing equality yeah. herself. And then to also this questions the whole thing of Black Lives Matter because in South Africa, if you look at the, all, most of the cultures, actually all of the cultures and stuff like that, uh, the traditions and things, they believe in the patriarchy system with the father, the mother, the kids, and it's... If you look at the... I mean, why don't they start just attacking... Why doesn't she attack outright Lebola? Yes, basically. Yeah. Because it's just not like... It's not like a woman's going to go pay Lebola for another woman and things. The, the, the elders in the families are, are going to look at that relationship and be like, what are you guys doing? Probably even kick them out of the village or but whatever. But don't even the young people want Lebola? Yes. They, they want the Lebola thing, which is part of the patriarchy because the... F- the father sits there with the uncles. Yes. And then they negotiate. And then often there is no father, so someone else has to stand in for the father. Yeah. She won't speak out directly against the baller like that because she knows what people will say. And, that, and that's yeah. actually what she is saying, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, those four who overseas, the baller is it's like a dowry that's paid. Um, when a young man wants to marry a young woman, he's got to come with his father. His father speaks to the woman's father, and, and the, the two families speak, and then they negotiate a price, a bride price. Mm-hmm. And then he's got to pay that. And then, you know, they can get married. That, yeah. That's the, the marriage system, you know, the traditional African marriage system here in South Africa. Mm. And she's not speaking against that. And another thing that I'm also looking at, which makes sense, she's not speaking to the people in the rural areas where, mm. cult, where the, the African or South African culture comes from. Mm. You know, she's speaking in a, in a setup. Elitist. Or, yeah, she's elitist. You know what I mean? Where they all people, intellectual yes. and they probably know nothing about their cultures and stuff yeah, like that, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, because she knows one thing for sure. Um, yeah, she will be challenged for that. And it, que- and, and it comes to question probably, yeah, I'll just mention it, but yeah, something we'll probably speak about next time with the king dying, the Zulu king dying. There's, uh, I see a it's lot a of trouble. Deal. I see a lot of trouble coming with, with such things coming into play because that guy stood up for mm. African culture. You know, he actually stood up for the Bible. Eh? Yes. Mm. He was a Christian King, 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 the Zulu King, King Gudu, Zulatini. So, so it's, actually a big, it's, a, it's actually a big thing that the, king, the Zulu King is gone. There is actually a, if, the, if the church doesn't stand up, a lot of evil might come into South yeah. Africa. Mm. And the thing is, the, the guys sitting in the houses of parliament and in the courts, the, the, the elites in the universities, they're out of touch. Mm. 
They, True. They, I mean, and she's a black woman. She grew up in a black culture, and, and she's. I, I listen to her. She's clueless, but she's clever enough not to, not to attack. She says patriarchy because what's the average black person can understand? <laughs> they don't know nothing okay, about and, patriarchy. And I mean, what happens? What happens if you go to a black woman, who's got a daughter, that's of marriage age, and say, listen, we don't like this patriarchal system, okay? So like, what we're gonna do? Like, we're gonna we're gonna kick the baller out. The, sure. The door. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 is the average type of black woman going to say the, to that? I think the woman and the child is they'll both jump on you. I'll um, get stabbed. Yeah, they'll both jump on you <laughs> on the steps of the university. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's also a thing that's been instilled into the woman that this actually shows that the guy actually, mm. you know what I mean? It shows that he loves her. Yes, and that he honors. If her. he's willing to do that, he's be- got to go through hell. I believe that. I'm sorry, the, the guy's got to go through hell mm. to marry that woman. I know of families that actually gave a price. They actually don't care about the price. They just want to see if the guy's going to say yes. And then the guy says yes, and then they're like, I forget about the price. Yeah. We just wanted to see that you're actually going to say yes, or, like is, it about, or is it about the Isaac. cash? Mm. Like Abraham with us. Yeah. yeah. You know, is she worth more than a million rand? Mm. Mm. But also the whole thing of then calling, because that put, takes away our rights to say that I don't, I don't, I don't feel attracted to another girl. I don't want to change my gender and stuff like that. And now to say that because I feel like that, because that's what every whole, whole, whole thing is based on feelings, because I feel like that I'm oppressing you people. you equal now to the apartheid government. Of <laughs> now, <laughs> the thing is, I'm black. But what I mean, about my rights? Yeah, what about... We call you, you know, the female version of D.F. Malan or Hendrik <laughs> Favut. Sure. Cynthia Favut. <laughs> Sure. So H.F. Wood was the architect of apartheid. He's the prime minister of South Africa in the 50s into the 60s. So Can you imagine? Just because kicking. I want You think of apartheid in South Africa, you think of H.F. Wood. It's one and the same thing. So if we say Cynthia Favut, you know an oppressor because Yo, you're into heterosexual relationships. I'm a hectic, hectic oppressor. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the political show. Let us know your thoughts on our social media p- platforms. Do you, do you actually understand what she says? what she said, and do you agree with it or don't you agree with it? Especially if you're a young person because she's bringing this out of the fact that as young people, I am, I am 24 right now. So as a young person, because I'm definitely not old, uh, what's this? I'm saying that I don't agree with democracy because of these, uh, these points. And then that's what she basically spoke about. So let us know your thoughts. This is The Political Show on Active FM where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Hello guys, I'm Rika. I'm Antoinette. And we're we from, from Open, Open Doors. Doors. We're visiting Active FM. We help distributors grow their sales by over 15% in the first 90 days with our automated mobile software solution. Rapid Trade is used by over 16,000 users worldwide, and we process over 120,000 transactions per day on both iOS and Android. From app ordering and management to e-commerce and even van sales, or electronic proof of delivery, we've got your business covered. Call us for a demo on 011-493-9755 or email us at sales at rapidtrade.com. Go on. Make your customer a happy one today by getting on to Rapid Trade. Second Peter 1, verse 16 to 17, it says, 
For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes. When he received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. All right, so um, I wanted to talk around this because obviously what Peter's talking about here, uh, two Christians, is um, about the plan of salvation of God to people. When you're attacking the patriarchy, as Tuli Malonsela did, you, you actually, you're attacking God. Mm. Um, now, obviously, um, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says that uh, God created men, male and female, he created them. So, um, the man and the female, they are equal together. The two of them together give you a full image of what God is about. Yeah. So, part of the nature of God is in the woman, part of the nature of God is in the man. And he made it so that the man can never fulfill his God-given destiny on his own. The man cannot be fruitful on his own. He yeah. needs the wife. The wife's there as a helper that is equal to him. So if you go and you look at God's plan, there's equality already. Mm. She's there, the helper. She's there to help him fulfill the image of God, you know, for, for man on the earth. And um, she's equal to him. So it's not, it's not like she's less than him. Now, I know there are cultures that have taught over many centuries that the woman is less than the man. But, you know, they're blaming Christian culture for what Muslim culture is teaching. Now, as much as I'm against what uh, Tuli Maroncella said, I'm also against what the Islamic world says, where mm. the woman is less. Yeah. Okay, um, in, in, in the Bible, and even if you look at the way Jesus dealt with him, the woman is equal to the man. Yeah. All right. And there are different roles within the family. Mm. Um, and, and even the man's headship. You know, the New Testament talks about not only, okay, so the husband's the head, mm. but it talks about a mutual submission. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Yes. And so at the end of the day, she's attacking all of that. She's attacking the very salvation plan of God. Now, I've heard that she's a believer. And I don't think that she realized through her lecture, she's actually attacking the very Bible she proclaims to believe in. You know, if, if indeed she is a, she is a believer. Yeah. And I just want to say the last thing. When I listen to all of these uh, social justice things and all of that kind of stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm all about uplifting the poor. I'm all about the empowerment of the poor. Mm. Uh, I, I believe so much in the people of this nation and the people of this continent. I believe in the resources. Uh, I believe that um, a lot of the things that are going on in terms of poverty is not the plan of God. And so I'm all about that stuff. I've dedicated my life to that. Mm. But um, what she's talking about is not going to empower anyone. It's yeah. gonna, because it says the father, when you talk about this patriarchal system as being so bad, what you're saying is, is that the father's of no value. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, if you're going to say that, well, you're then consigning the nation to poverty forever. Mm. Um, but, you know, many times these lectures come from an ideology and a, a political view that actually wants to make people dependent on the state. Mm. And it's a demonic thing because anything that wants to control people like that, you know, comes from the enemy. Because mm. God doesn't control him, powers. Remember to let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms. You really, really want. I think we'll even start next week's show with what people's thoughts are about the whole thing. So let us know what your thoughts are on social media. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gex. Write her on the political show 
on Active FM Radio has never been better. And with me in studio, we've got... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight on the political show where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Here's a song by Adam Lamb called It Had to Happen. Sun or stars are shining. Storm rages on for many days. I should have listened when it mattered. I could have spared myself delay. Where is my
like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.